Today I'm talking all about the pros and cons of working for yourself. Enjoy. Welcome to the Productivity Podcast, the show that will supercharge your productivity fast. Get more done with actionable, easy to follow advice and become a Jedi Master of Productivity. And now, introducing your host, Paul Miners. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Productivity Podcast. Thank you for tuning into this episode today. As always, I appreciate your time and your attention wherever you are, whatever you're doing, because I know how invaluable those uh, those things are, your time and your attention. And today I'm talking about the pros and cons of working for yourself. Now, I've written uh, an article to go along with this podcast with uh, there's quite a lot of links today and a really cool infographic that I want to share. So if you want to see any of that, head on over to paulminers.com slash 87 for this episode. And uh, and you can get access to those links and, and read the corresponding blog post. Now, today I want to talk about this because it is such an amazing time to be alive. Uh, technology has made it easier than ever to start a business, generate an income online, and even kind of work for yourself full time. And the world is, is rapidly changing to become a freelance-driven um, workforce. And last year, a Freelancing in America study, which I've got access to in my blog, found that freelancers will make up over 50% of the US workforce by the year 2027. And that's because there are a number of benefits, uh, not just for freelancers, which we'll get into, but also for businesses um, in in working with and hiring freelancers. And by freelancers, I'm, I'm using that term to mean all types of independent worker, you know, whether that's consultants and coaches as well. So just keep that in mind today. Freelancers meaning kind of any kind of independent worker, but there's a number of advantages for businesses. Um, for example, you can you can hire like the right person at the right time for the right job uh, without having to you know pay that person like a full time salaried employee for a whole year or longer. Uh, you know, pay benefits, office rent, that type of thing. So there are a number of be- uh, reasons, like concrete reasons, why more and more companies are working with freelancers. You know, if they have a project, they need to hire some extra staff. Working with freelancers, consultants is a great. There's a lot of benefits for companies in doing that. So yeah, crazy to think that over 50% of the workforce by 2027, that's insane. And I'm working, looking at this uh, infographic now, so definitely head on over to the blog to check it out. It says that millennials, interestingly, are leading the way, and that 47% of millennial workers um, freelance, and so that's more than any other generation. Um, what else is it? it says here? Freelance contributes an estimated $1.4 trillion annually in freelance earnings to our economy. Um, and people believe that more sources of income through freelancing are better as well. Um, so yeah, interesting stuff. Uh, interesting stuff. Now, naturally, this is all very exciting. But before you make the leap or to becoming a freelancer, consultant, coach, let's discuss the pros and cons of becoming kind of you know an independent worker. So let's start with the pros because that's more fun. Number one, and this is largely from personal experience. I think one of the biggest pros is more freedom. Um, more freedom coming from working for yourself uh, and flexibility to kind of work on your terms. So what does that mean? It means working firstly where you want. For example, last year, uh, my wife and I, Haley, we spent five months traveling Asia and we were working remotely for clients in the US and Europe. The distance, the time difference didn't really matter too much. We were in uh, Bali, Japan, Sri Lanka, um, Vietnam, Cambodia, uh, even now that I'm home in New Zealand, like these sound like very far away places, depending on where you are. But it doesn't really matter where you are. Like you can work anywhere and work with clients um, all around the world. You can also work when you want. Uh, more and more businesses are employing and contracting workers from different time zones, and I think the nine-to-five culture is slowly dying, and employers are becoming more comfortable with the idea of paying people to work 
whenever they want, as long as the work gets done, which makes total sense, because the nine-to-five culture was pioneered during the Industrial Revolution and through, like, manu- uh, you know, factory workers clocking in at nine-to-five. But that, that um, model just doesn't, doesn't work with the modern worker and how we want to work. And then finally, you can work how you want, you know, whether that's on a laptop at a co-working space in Bali or at your home office where you can be close to your spouse and kids. And for me, this was one of the biggest motivators to quitting my job and working for myself. I I didn't want to be tied to an office and working for the man all day. I wanted to work on my terms and be my own boss, uh, only accountable to myself. Number two, the biggest, another big reason or pro of um, working for yourself is you have a diversified and often larger income. So... While working as a full-time salaried employee comes with the added security of a stable income, when times are tough and businesses need to save money, one of the best ways um, that companies can do that to save money is with layoffs. And so when you work for yourself, your income doesn't come from just one customer or client. It more than likely comes from a few or even dozens of different clients and even revenue streams or sources. So even if you lose a big client, you have a number of other clients, hopefully, or sources of income you can fall back on. Uh, Compared to if you lose your job and this is your only source of income, this could be a real big shock to the system. And if you are a full-time worker and your spouse is not working, maybe they're looking after the kids, then obviously it's going to be pretty pretty bad news for the family. And so... um, I actually make the majority of my income through consulting, but I've diversified it and I get income from a number of sources. So I have a bigger bigger consulting clients who pay me anywhere from, you know, two to $6,000 per project. I have smaller clients who pay me a few hundred dollars for kind of more ad hoc support. So even in the consulting, it's a little bit diversified in terms of who I work with. Um, I have my product sales from my ebooks and online courses that I sell. I do affiliate marketing, which is where I earn a commission for promoting products like Pipedrive. And I even do occasionally sponsorships of my newsletter or podcast. And so um, because I work for myself, my income isn't fixed. And so um, when I work really hard, I often get rewarded for this as well. I earn more that month uh, compared to I remember working a full-time job. And if I worked really hard working on um, a big project, my income would usually just stay the same because it's a salary. Um, unless of course you get maybe like a one-time bonus which wasn't that common but yeah so hopefully you can see diversified income uh, greater income at that uh, on that point as well is a real big benefit of working for yourself and then number three the big final benefit that i found obviously there are more but the the third one here is um to work on your goals you can work on what you want and this is a massive benefit to working for yourself is that you can work on the things that you want to work on There's no boss telling you how to spend your time, and if you don't want to work with a particular client because they're difficult, you don't have to. And I often turn people away because I just think they're not a good fit. Like, if I don't think we're going to gel well, I won't work with them because I want to enjoy my work. Um, And there's a common saying as well that if you don't work on your own dreams, someone else will hire you to build theirs. And it's so true. Uh, I used to get very frustrated when people would tell me what projects to work on and It was even worse when I didn't even believe in the project itself. You know, why are you getting me to work on this? I didn't even believe this is a good idea. And I get even more frustrated when I'd have ideas um, of what we should do, but they would just get shut down by other people. And I get this, like, you know, companies, you you have to kind of listen to your boss and so on. But for me, um, when I now have an idea, uh, it's just up to me to make it happen. And there's no manager or red tape standing in the way. And I love that. And so you get to work on the things that you enjoy, that make you happy, and earn a living at the same time. So win, win, win. So those are the benefits. Now, obviously, we need to talk about the cons of working for yourself as well, because it all sounds really great, but there are a few drawbacks. 
So number one, and this is probably the biggest thing, is there's no guaranteed income or predictability with that income. And this was one of the biggest concerns for me, and I've actually linked out to another article that I wrote a few months ago about my fears. I, fe I had huge anxiety when going out on my own about how am I going to make this work? Is it going to be sustainable? This is one of my biggest concerns was when I quit my job, am I going to be able to sustain this income? Um, the nice thing, of course, about a salary is that you get a guaranteed deposit into your bank account every week or every month. And as long as you show up to work and do your job, there's not a lot to worry about. Um, compared to when you work for yourself, there's a lot less certainty. And if you take a few weeks off to go on holiday or um, you know, you're not working with clients or bringing in new clients during this time and you're not getting paid annual leave or holiday pay either, it's kind of like you know, when you stop, the money stops flowing generally. Um, and if you lose a big client as well, you know, your income could take a hit. So that's why that diversity is important. Um, now, my work as well is particularly project focused. In other words, I do very little uh, retainer work with ongoing clients. And in fact, this is something I'm now trying to work on to try and solve this problem. But because it's all it's very regular kind of high turnover work, a lot of one off projects, I need to constantly be bringing in new clients in order to replace the ones that are finishing. And um, so you need to be. Yeah, it, it adds to that kind of uncertainty that um, that makes it hard to predict your income. And this leads me nicely onto my next point, number two, the second disadvantage, is that you need to constantly be finding and selling to clients. Now, I actually have come to enjoy this, but some people struggle with it um, because, yeah, in order to succeed as an independent worker, you need to have some ability to sell. Regardless of what you do, whether you're a designer, developer, accountant, or consultant, in order to make money, you need to be able to show people that the money they have is worth investing in your service. So you could be the best developer or designer in the world, but if you can't sell and make people realize that they need to spend money with you, you may as well quit right now. And like I said, um, this needs to be an ongoing exercise. Uh, in order to make your income more sustainable, you need to be constantly finding new and selling to new clients. And so for a lot of freelancers, this is the most uncomfortable part of working for yourself. And it can feel weird going from a job where you spend all your time doing the work, and now you need to spend time finding work. It can be very uncomfortable for people. And because I track my time using um, like timing, I can tell you that about one third of my time is spent finding and following up with prospects, trying to turn them into paying clients. So it's quite, it's a big, can be a big change for people where you're going from doing the work to now finding work and, and managing work in a sense. And then three, the final kind of con of working for yourself is obviously you're paying for a lot of your own expenses and benefits now that you may have got covered for you or got for free before. And so um, you need to think about this when, you know, um, when going out on your own. So this means paying for things like your office rent. You know, we pay for a co-working space where we work. It means paying for physical equipment like your computer, your phone, keyboard, mouse, all of the, the bits that you need, depending on obviously the work that you do. It means paying for software and tools that you need, like maybe you need G Suite, Dropbox, and Xero. Uh, it means paying for accounting services, you know, someone who can do your annual returns and sort your taxes for you. It means paying for all sorts of insurance. My, uh, yeah, this one's, this one's um, crazy. Like, I'm now paying for income protection, health insurance, professional indemnity cover, and other forms of protection. It all adds up. And even, you know, maybe subcontractors that you need to hire. These, these expenses all add up. And, um, this is all the stuff that usually gets paid for by an employer, um, but now you need to cover it on your own. And so these are the um, kinds of expenses that need to be factored into your calculations. You know, when you're working out whether to make this leap and go and start work as a freelancer or a consultant or a coach, you need to work out, well, you know, what am I earning now? What do I want to earn? How much do I need to earn to cover my expenses? You know, you need to think about all these type of um, things when working out, um, you know, crunching these numbers.
And if you have a nice comfortable job as well, think about all the things you might have to give up. You know, maybe you have a company car and your gas paid for. Maybe your phone is paid for. Uh, maybe you have an expense account for going out to lunch with clients. What about, uh, you know, retirement contributions and even annual bonuses? That could all be things that you have to give up if you go out on your own as an independent worker. So there you are. Hopefully this has been a nice balanced uh, discussion around the pros and cons of working for yourself. There are lots of pros and cons. Um, working for yourself is great, I think. I wouldn't have it any other way, um, but it's obviously not for everyone. And so before you make the leap, obviously spend some time thinking about um, all the extra expenses you're gonna have to cover, do your homework, make some calculations on how much you need to earn, that type of thing. And if you are interested in learning more about my system for making money online as a virtual consultant, uh, then check out my How to Become a Virtual Consultant program. I've got a link in the blog post uh, at paulminers.com slash 85, and you can learn exactly the process I go through, the tools I use, how I price my service, and how I've made a very successful consulting business online. So there you are. Thank you for listening to this episode, and I will catch you next time on the Productivity Podcast.